welcome back to black girl couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another double episode of misfits it's been a minute since we've been back with our favorite asbo five but we are here to discuss the penultimate and season finale of season three so seven and eight seven was written by howard overman directed by will sinclair and i gave this episode a 10 out of 10 i was waiting for the zombie episode i couldn't remember which number it was but it was probably the best penultimate episode we've had out of three seasons thus far it was fun it was hysterical it was bloody and i enjoyed it all the way through the episode starts with Seth taking Curtis to the graveyard to revive his dead girlfriend. Uh, Shannon, that's her name. He is drinking and freaking out saying, what do I say to her? Curtis is not much help saying, play it cool, play it down, say hi. He tells Curtis not to tell Kelly he was involved. Okay, 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 okay. I don't know how he figured that was going to be something she wouldn't figure out. At his place, once he has brought Shannon back to life, she can hear the heartbeat of his iguana, who still has the power to turn back time, but not anymore since she drained him dry. Seth is committed to the second chance to make it right between them, cooking her favorite meal, lasagna, putting on some candles. He expresses his regret, though she doesn't blame him for her death. He ignores Kelly's calls, and he really could have been man enough to break it off with her before bringing back his dead girlfriend. Curtis comes upon a woman who's holding her dead cat because he just got ran over, and nobody stopped at all. I was like what was that that you just killed I don't know but I'm not about to figure it out human animal let's just pray for the latter and then he says well I can help let me see what I can do when it's clear that the cat is dead I mean it's limp it's not breathing it's not opening his eyes (laughs) rigor mortis did not set in yet and then he says you don't think black people can become a vet and i'm like that's not the point you walking around looking the way you do sir she was right to ask these questions especially when he talking about or when she asked what are you doing cpr in it that is not how you do cpr even a little bit but mr miggles is brought to life and she offers him a kiss he's like i'm good offers tea he's like i gotta go but she is able to give him the victoria sponge cake but she wants him to bring back her tin Simon, Alicia, and Kelly watch the cheerleaders practice with Simon being all interested and being asked if this turns him on. Kelly tells her to dress up like one, which she declines to do until she sees Simon's sad face of disappointment. And she says, okay, maybe I'll do it for your birthday. comes in to leer and enjoy the display as well with kelly being like um what's that it's a victoria sponge cake he said it so easily too she's like why do you have a victoria sponge cake and why do you feel the need to get defensive but i did love when he said because i baked it she's like you baked it (laughs) i love to bake you didn't know that about me 
Kelly can't reach Seth while Curtis looks guilty. Sorry. Rudy joins them and we all thinking at this point knowing Rudy he's gonna be enjoying this sight of stretching women but he is absolutely disgusted and walks away saying fucking cheerleaders. Seth and Shannon kiss at the apartment with her feeling the same way she felt about him before she died because you know that only happened yesterday in her world but it's been like six to seven months then she hears the pounding of his heartbeat and it's spelling doom curtis goes to return the tin can and finds the old lady has been murdered by mr miggles and the cat gives chase and he is stuck in the bathroom like y'all not gonna believe this shit seth finally dumps kelly and tells her that he brought shannon back to its home for him i don't know why he felt because i gave you the gear she even said it herself i'm the one that put it in my body i don't i think his guilt is so misplaced and she tells him to fuck off back to his ex the gang meet up about the cat and each pull out a hammer with rudy only having his ice cream cone his conetta it's what he called it and he said nobody told me we were getting tooled up the granny is still on the floor and curtis didn't think to leave without backup my man i usually hate that shit in zombie movies and it is from caucasian characters oh i don't see it so it must be safe nah i'm gonna wait until i have my squad and then i'm gonna come out the fucking bathroom i don't care if i don't see him around Rudy had me dying this whole episode, but it began, well, with the Conetto was the first part. <laughs> um, when everyone was like, you know, they're looking for the cat, they find it underneath the sofa, and then you had the boys being like, coming up with a plan, like, oh, I'm gonna grab the blanket and put it over her, and he's out on the other side, and he's just mimicking their words, because he has nothing to add. And then they trap the cat, but no one wants to kill the cat. Rudy says, I can't believe y'all kill all your probation workers, but y'all got a problem killing this animal. He volunteers to do it, but then chickens out. Rudy is then attacked by grandma, (laughs) who's licking her lips and coming after him. And she gets a hammer to the head, courtesy of Curtis. And Rudy still has the ice cream. He did not let that shit go at all. He just crawled up on the sofa and was like, oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) She was on me. She almost killed me. But I still got this Canetto here. Simon notes it's zombies like the movies. Apparently, he is the only person that watches TV around this crew. When Rudy talked about E.T. and Curtis just covered his mouth. Shut up, just shut up, shut up, shut up, just shut up, shut up. Curtis had admitted to bringing mr miggles back to life so kelly figures out he's the one that brought shannon back and like oh okay so good one mate i got dumped because of that shit and she leaves and mr miggles fate is still up in the air seth has asked shannon if she's okay for like the 40th time this episode when he gets back shannon is tempted to eat seth but kelly's banging at the door interrupts and she tells him exactly everything that's happened like it's not crazy in the last 15 to 20 minutes and then she looks at shannon's like you're a zombie (laughs) he's so busy trying
trying to CYA his own ass and kicks her out. Very disrespectfully, I might add. I get what he was saying a little earlier to make it up to her, but I'm glad she had him make it up to her and she didn't just easily forgive him because he was treating her like shit. And he knows she knows about the the crazy stuff going on with powers. The sound effects for the cat were just the best. The evil (laughs) yowling. They have decided to cage the thing and leave it with Rudy. He gets surrounded by cheerleaders and when the one girl asks for some change for the vending machine, he tells her to fuck off before running away. Simon and Alicia chase him up to the rooftop to say, hey, you want to talk about it? He's like, I was 13. I came home. I got a glass of milk. I wanted to watch a family friendly show. I went into the lounge and I found my dad fucking the shit out of my mom who was in a full cheerleading outfit, pom-poms and everything. Alicia and Simon could not contain their laughter. (laughs) He says the image has scarred him for life. He starts to wank off and he starts to see the scene. He's like, it's like any other fear. People have fears of clowns. He has a fear of cheerleaders. Alicia says, no one fears clowns. And Simon's like, it's called coronaphobia. <laughs> I've never heard it. But I know people are afraid of clowns. I, I had one person at my job who was afraid of balloons. Like you could not bring balloons around her. I didn't ask for that story because I wasn't interested. But people have weird things. I mean, I guess I fear the no sound in space. I'm never going to space, but... I have a fear of the lack of sound in there, or up there, out there, whichever one, there. And she says, why would my dad be, she was like, well, imagine if your father was fucking your mom in a clown outfit. She's like, why would my dad be dressed as a clown? I don't know (laughs) what goes on in the privacy of your home, the sick pervert. Just a funny scene. Curtis apologizes to Kelly about... The fact that it was the only way to get rid of his power. He wanted to be stuck as a girl forever. Who's to say you would be stuck as a girl forever? But I digress. She forgives him. Says that she's mad at him. Not really at the ex-girlfriend or even at Curtis. Because the truth of the matter is he's the one that should have had a conversation. She says she's not some jealous skank. She don't want to be like that or be seen like that. And then after a pause says, I'm going to have to kill her, aren't I? <laughs> and he says, you need a hand with that? Okay, let's get it. Bitch, let's get it. A neighbor comes by to Seth's and he wants to drop off a tape and gets bitten <laughs> for his troubles by Shannon, who has no regrets. She is sitting on that couch, all types of fool and being like, look, I, my bad. And he's like, you crazy woman and runs back home. The crew show up with bats and a sledgehammer. (laughs) The sledgehammer had me dying. He's like, it's better than a Conetto. (laughs) He thinks it's a good idea to hide Shannon at the neighbor's house because he doesn't realize these people are hootie and who up to murder her for a reason. And then the neighbor just let them in and didn't be like, bitch, you bit me earlier, but he's already in the process of becoming a zombie, so it doesn't matter. But he keeps staring at her. Maybe it's because he was in the middle of the change, so he didn't recall 
all of his faculties. Uh, they don't find their prey, despite the fact that Rudy tries to get that door open for an hour with the sledgehammer until Curtis does it with one hit. How did none of the neighbors come out like, what the fuck is going on? But then again, if I heard all that banging, I might look out, see five people in bats and close the door as well. Not my problem. They get into the apartment and then they leave with Rudy being upset that he has to carry this shit all the way back downstairs, even though he's the one that brought it. Seth, once again, is blaming himself when he finds out that Shannon is a zombie after she saves him. A zombie, I think I said zombie. After she saves him, when the neighbor tries to eat him, she's like, I gotta feed. He goes outside to think about it, and then he sees her eyeing a kid to feed on, and realizes he need to kill this heifer, but he can't do it. And I still, I'm side-eyeing Seth, but I'll allow it. Because he only goes back to Kelly and confesses all these feelings. And maybe he just felt he had to throw that aside and deal with atonement. But Seth, you could have did better. Simon and Rudy consider Mr. Miggles and what to do. They think about feeding him a rat but then the rat will become a zombie. They have to pick straws on who is going to kill Mr. Miggles. And I'm just headcanning that Simon made sure that Alicia went first to pick, or she went second actually, whatever. He made sure she his babe was not going to have to kill the, the stupid cat. And it's actually Simon that draws the shortest one and must do it. And he's like, okay, all spare and love and war. <laughs> even though Rudy was so freaking happy that he didn't have to do it Curtis talks to Seth who's looking for Kelly and man you'd be on seriously low credit if you asked me for a favor I'm like nah I don't want to get involved in no more of your drama almost cost me my friend then why is Curtis more upset about the iguana being dead versus the neighbor because he was like she killed my neighbor nothing she killed my iguana yo iguana kind of a joke of how people care more about their animals than people seth wants the team or curtis whichever to kill shannon because he can't do it mr miggles is gone when when um simon goes to kill it and the cheerleaders are entering the locker room curtis is updated that mr miggles is gone and seth's like you keep a person in a cage it's a cat a zombie cat they locked down the community center, not completely for people getting in, but sure, whatever. They need to make sure no one leaves because they now need to kill Mr. Miggles and the cheerleaders. When they were all, because Rudy showed up with the bats like, yeah, I'm, we're ready. And then they all were creeping towards the locker room and Rudy opened the door to all of the mayhem. <laughs> and he closes it. He says, let's just say it's not good. Then one comes out and attacks Rudy. And while Curtis hits her on the back of the head, Rudy has to finish the job. He's like, just give up. (laughs) Then tells Kelly morning when she comes in, she's like, what the fuck is going on? She uh, is updated and they have to kill them all so that the infection does not spread. And then you had Seth going, uh, Shannon's a zombie. And she says, well, you should have fucking listened to me. I love you, Kelly. I love you so much. 
I laughed when I saw Seth being all proud of killing that zombie and then he looks up and she's just looking like oh I'm still fucking mad so why did you get with me if you planned on digging her ass back up was I just a shag she got questions and he better be answering them because she got a baseball bat Shannon overhears that basically he has feelings for Kelly and he just felt he had to do this thing Simon Curtis and Alicia find one of the cheerleader girls and she hasn't turned yet so they're just whispering between themselves like how long should we let her go before she turns they pretend to call the ambulance like let's give her a few more moments (laughs) and then when we check back in it's Alicia who's killing the shit out of her and then she looks at Simon like do you still want me to be a cheerleader for your birthday he's like no mm mm-mm that's a it's a done deal now rudy is chased by two female cheerleaders and he hides while the other ones <laughs> kill the other two just the sound of the baseball bats hitting the flesh and then the blood just kept spraying upwards it was hysterical it reminded me of um if you've seen it Shaun the dead Oh, I love Shaun the Dead. Hot Fuzz and Shaun the Dead are two very classic movies that you need to see in your lifetime. Seth's still apologizing to Kelly, who's kind of hearing it, but kind of over it. And Rudy is called out for doing fuck all. One left and in walks the new probation worker who is immediately bitten. Here we thought we were going to get a black social worker and no, we did not. Seth kills Shannon when she has the caudacity to go after Kelly. Like he won't like you when I turn you into a zombie as well because she's jealous. And she's like, look, I don't got a problem with you except that you're a zombie. And he says all these nice things about how Kelly has changed him. Yada, yada, yada. They're together now. And it's Rudy who drew the short straw this time and has to kill the probation worker telling her, look, this shit just happens. Wrong place, wrong time. We're not bad kids. They all congratulate themselves atop the roof saying that they are proper superheroes because they saved the world from a zombie infestation. They don't have to be locked in a shopping mall until they remember they didn't kill Mr. Miggles. Which leads us to talking about our finale, which I believe premiered 1217 of 2011. Written by Howard Overman, directed by Jonathan Van Tulliken. I gave this episode another 10 out of 10. I really liked it all the way through. It was purposeful. It wrapped up a very tight season or three season arc, particularly regarding our original superhero simon 2.0 super hoodie whichever you want to call him Uh, i actually wrote absolutely no notes for this episode i watched it late last night and fell asleep so i'm going to give you the best that i can do because i'm not going back to rewatch what i do remember and recall is that there's a median that comes to the community center and one of these medians reach out reaches out to simon to say that there's a female Uh, wanting to talk to you from the other side it's 
Lucy. Is it Lucy? No, not Lucy. It's um the other probation worker. Uh, Sally. That's her name. Sally is back looking for what we find out later is closure. But a few more familiar faces show up around the community center, uh, including the OG uh, probation worker. I forgot what his name was. And the woman who died there as well so all the all the spirits that are left or died on the property at the community center are kind of resurrected due to this the seance science guy whatever you want to call him and one of those is also the ghost of the cult leader that wanted everyone to be good so everyone has to find out what they need to move on with sally believing that it's revenge for them killing her lover because she still believes that they had killed um him and she enacts a plan of going after simon she first is putting the moves on him you know about the fact that he killed her she tries to kiss him She's setting this up so that she can send a video to Alicia. He gets a a premonition that this is going to happen. So he's freaked out. He tells Alicia, I would never do anything to hurt you. And of course, he does end up hurting her. (laughs) And uh, she can't believe that he would do something in their own bed. Her devastation was everything that I didn't want to ever see because she really loved Simon so much. And he loves her and that's who he wants to be with. They're able to finally, because Sally tries to kill Alicia. And that's when he realizes what's going on. And uh, they had tried, because Killy was trying to kill or hit the one guy. And he's able to tell the dead Sally, like, okay, look, they didn't have anything to do with it. It was the storm. I was crazy. Remember, I always said I had a bad temper. The storm pretty much made me go crazy and they were just defending themselves. So it's, you don't need to be all revengeful against them. Simon and Alicia make up and they have sex in the shower, the locker room. During this period of time though, the girl with, that was in doing the Christian cult, she's trying to find uh, ways to do all the things she didn't do while she was human like smoke blunts uh get fucked up have sex she ends up having sex with curtis even though rudy was really trying to take that v card uh and despite all of that she only feels dirty disgusting she doesn't feel at peace so she decides that revenge is why she came back and then uh she gets that idea from rudy too and while she's trying to actually kill someone else with a with a box cutter, she ends up slitting the throat of Alicia when she exits the locker room after having just made love to her man. She ends up dying. Everyone is devastated. But this is when Simon realizes that he goes back in time and this is when he becomes super hoodie he tells everyone about what happened not all the details but that he was the man in the mask the entire time he has the money to buy a power to go back in time but he cannot return so he always knew it was going to be a one-way ticket it's seth who gives him the money but 
it's all a circular loop because Seth gives them the money to get the power, but he's gonna be he's gonna give that money right back to him because he's his first customer when he had set up his power dealing business. We also have him taking another power, which is the immunity to other powers. So that answers the question of why he couldn't go back in time, why there's a loop. They're going to do this over and over and over again, which is dead romantic, according to Kelly. Now y'all know why I say that all the time. (laughs) And that pretty much is what ends the, the series for the most part. Uh, for season three, season four, and season five uh, are going to be some differing changes in the cast. We'll have some of the OG members, such as Curtis and Kelly, but there will be an introduction to some new people. We'll have Rudy as well. I think, and, and this is just my opinion, Rudy gets a lot more spotlight, better served in seasons four and five, particularly five. I think is when he really found his groove. I stated earlier sometime that a lot of people don't or find a harder time connecting to seasons four and five of Misfits. I just think because, you know, it's so easy to get attached to this one certain cast and then, you know, you have different cast changes and it could be, it could be a little disconcerting, but I enjoyed these back half. It's the same creators involved. They come up with some really interesting stories I think the characters that they re- they introduce that are new are just different type of people than the ones we had before. And I think it's to each their own. I think even Mimi is like, I think she did the first episode of season four and said it's boring to her. <laughs> and feel free to go on whatever journey you want to go on with Misfits. I'm staying here for the whole entire thing. I will be doing one episode Um, for the next two seasons just to alleviate some pressure on my schedule and yeah I should be getting episode one out at least sometime by the end of this week I gotta get caught up on the den and then we'll be back uh, in good standing as far as the schedule being back on time so I think with all that out of the way let's jump into the feedback having the worst luck recording today (laughs) oh my gosh I just spent 15 minutes talking thinking that I'm recording you know my thoughts and feelings on Misfits episodes 7 and 8 and come to find out that uh, my Bluetooth was still connected to my ear pods and yes I was not getting anything out I mean I was you can hear it but it's very faint and so now I got to do all that all over again everything that I said which is very irritating because I just did that with the den podcast where I had to do that one a few times before it took so not happy at the moment but I will try again yay Anyway, um, 
this was the penultimate and season finale of three and i must say for episode seven i was not a big fan of um to be quite honest um i did not like seth in this episode i did not like their seth and kelly's relationship i just didn't it just it it just it was just it just screamed toxic and unhealthy because first of all like i would think i said in my last feedback why are you even trying to get this girl your ex-girlfriend back from the dead and you started a relationship with kelly so you need to move on the girl's dead i know you feel bad for how she died but you know though she was an adult she made adult choices so why you're you know still hung up on this girl and starting a relationship with kelly didn't make any sense and then when you realize that you wanted curtis to bring this girl back from the dead so you can be with her then that's the time that you should have you know ended it with kelly so that was some bs what he did i did i mean i was just not on board with anything that he was doing in this episode it didn't make any sense and then he treated her treated kelly like shit he was ghosting her not you know not return her calls you know kissing up on this girl um and then have the audacity to break up with kelly after the fact oh to my oh yeah i got my girlfriend back so yeah bye like seriously <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh i i could not in this episode i could not i mean this it was just irritating me more and more and then he's like getting physical with her when she goes there to try to warn him about the girl being a zombie and treating her like shit then and i'm like and then they got kelly being just so i don't know what's the word i'm looking for but i'm like like a doormat like why would you i mean no i'm sorry the minute he did that to me you out i mean bye boo that's it but she forgave him so easily for all that shit that he put her through and i'm like are you serious oh yeah i love her not you you know now that she's a zombie of course you know it's like would you have been doing that if she wasn't a zombie but because she was all of a sudden you were able to make a choice and you chose kelly i call bs i don't know i'm just not mm -mm, nope i'm just mm -mm. um i did think the cat the cat um thing with uh curtis was funny you know him hiding in the bathroom i thought that was funny i thought it was so ridiculous that they can't kill a cat but they could kill the poor old woman like really <laughs> like oh my gosh and the amount of killing that y'all have done but y'all can't kill this cat seriously so mr miggles so that was ridiculous um but um yeah i wasn't a big fan of this episode to be quite honest so i don't remember too much of anything else other than the stupidity that was seth shannon and um kelly so moving on to the finale oh my gosh i will say that i needed a minute after watching this episode because i was knee deep in my feels just like mimi said i did i agree um alicia she has grown 
a lot in the past three seasons. And, of course, you know I'm a big fan of her and Simon. Simon has grown a lot in the past three seasons as well. Um, from that shy, you know, very timid um, young man to having a confidence uh, that we apparently... This is the guy that comes back in season two, um, to well, that we see in season two. So, <clears throat> this finale Simon is Zach Simon. So, I don't know, has a special place in my heart. But, I, I, I mean, this one was another bringing people back from the dead. This time, a medium brings back um, Sally, who says she has unfinished business, but she doesn't know what it is. But she, once again, is playing around with Simon's um, feelings and, you know, trying to, I I guess in her eyes, seek revenge for what she believes was done to her. I mean, she was killed, but it was an accident. So she's playing around with Simon, knows that she's with Alicia. He's with Alicia, I should say. And, um, yeah. So my thing is with this one with Simon, I mean of course Alicia forgave him easily too, but I'll you know, he was really he did feel bad and he did look like he was very remorseful. So I will give him that. But my thing is, why would you you saw the vision of the future? Why would you again, you know, go behind Alicia's back to see this girl? Why would you even listen? I mean, let Alicia know what's going on and go from there it didn't make any sense that he was keeping that from her that's number one didn't make sense that you would bring this girl to your flat and then start kissing on her and being on the bed so i'm like even though y'all didn't have sex you still i still think that was inappropriate that was not something he should have done so yeah that was ridiculous that he did that especially knowing the future so i mean i know Simon is very much aware of the timey-wimey stuff out of everybody. So, him doing that was ridiculous. So, um, what else? Then I'm like, okay, why would... I mean, I get she was in her feelings, so she wasn't thinking clearly. But I'm like, do you really think that Simon would have recorded himself kissing another woman in y'all flat and then send it to you? Um, But, of course, it was damning just what she saw because that was real it wasn't like that was photoshopped or anything that was Simon kissing some girl in their loft so in their loft and their flat so that was that um that was silly um we got the brainwashed girl coming back from the dead for some weird reason um don't know why uh, I guess the guy conjured up someone and it just happened to be her and so and then we got Tony that come back and the soulmates get together. That was their unfinished business was being with each other. So that was nice. And then we got brainwashed girl that I don't remember who goes cray cray. The total opposite of what she was doing before. Miss Purity decided to have sex, do drugs and drink. And she felt that her unfinished business wasn't wasn't that which it wasn't come to find out it was revenge 
which I'm like okay but obviously the scene that was of complete devastation to me was she slit Alicia's throat and Alicia dies so of course you know me I'm like all right maybe you don't know this about me but I was was just so shocked I'm like hell no that just did not happen I mean and, and of course in your back of your mind you know that Simon goes back to the past for a reason something traumatic had to have happened for him to go back in time and you know because we see that he saved Alicia that one time with the video game dude but it had to be more to it than that but on the other hand I don't know you just don't just you don't want to think about it just like the Barry in the crisis thing like you know that future is looming in some form or fashion but you put it in the back of your mind you don't think about it and then I just did not think that it would end this way so I was completely devastated and the fact that as always there's no ambulance or cops or anything there to (laughs) um, save her not that that would have done anything I know she would have died anyway but still I mean they sat there for quite a while with Simon holding Alicia that was so sad oh i just couldn't take it so yep i did shed a tear the liquid was coming out of my eyes i was chopping some serious onions so yeah and this is where we get the future simon coming back to season two or where we saw him in season two obviously he was in season one and they are in this perpetual time loop that never ends because which is a tragic Romeo and Juliet type love story which I hate Romeo and Juliet at the same time that I love Romeo and Juliet <laughs> so ah oh, true love soulmates you know he'd rather live his life that way than live without her that is just so special so sad so lovely so amazing and apparently I'm not, I don't even want to talk about Kelly and Seth's relationship because it just irritated me even more so in this one it was just dumb so I don't even think about that oh I forgot to mention in the other one where Mr. Miggle the cat that he went cray cray and um killed well bit into the one cheerleader who killed the other cheerleaders and it domino effect and then bodies everywhere they get a new probation officer they got to kill that probation officer i'm like oh my gosh now which was that it's probation officer number five <laughs> i'm like oh i mean at some point there got to be some suspicions like how many probation officers got to go missing before <laughs> someone gets suspicious and then of course it's like that is like the most the unluckiest community center dead bodies all the time in that mug so i'm like okay this is crazy and poor girl she was only the probation officer for what five seconds before the girl attacked her and uh of course i rolled my eyes at rudy and his 
forever issues with women. It's like, oh my gosh, now it's cheerleaders. Before it was Claire. Now he has an issue with cheerleaders for whatever reason. I don't remember what he said, to be honest, because uh, Claire's death kind of took me out to where my mind kind of just focused on that. So, but we see that Simon goes back in time. He gets his power that he can't come back. Well, he tried to get Curtis's power, but he put it in the iguana. And the iguana is, I was like, oh, of course, that's, of course, that's how it goes. So he can go back in time, but he can't come back. That makes sense. I don't know. Anyways, and then we see how he became immune to Alicia's powers in the past. So he came back, spent the $10,000 to be immune to her powers, which is why he was able to touch her. So I thought that was special. So it was like getting this like call back to all those things that happened in previous and just looking at them differently and then we got the little scene of them coming together in season one episode one which i thought was neat the little tie-in so i'm guessing that we're not i mean i saw the thumbnail so i know and mimi had mentioned it too and i believe you did too christina that we get new characters so I'm guessing we get all new characters um, in season four because I'm not sure what else story there is to tell with the remaining three. Uh, we definitely know Alicia is not going to be there. She's dead. And Simon's not going to be there because he went back to the past. So he's went back to be with his love. So I'm not sure who's going to be in the next season. I don't know what to expect since I know we're going to get new characters, so a new dynamic, I'm keeping an open mind. Um, I'm more prepared for the fact that we're going to get new characters than I was when Nathan Rudy swapped. So um, I will say that season two was definitely my favorite of the three that I've seen so far. I don't know how I feel about this season yet. I think I'm going to need more time and space between this finale and you know reflecting on it to see how I feel about this season because like I said that one that that threw me out so I'm, I'm still in my feels about that one I think that's it um, I just leave it at that um, I'm sure there's more things that happen but that's all that stands out to me so that's all I'm gonna say so on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her feedback for the episode. So, um, she didn't like either really as much. You still, you were on the shipping. I'm just gonna let you know, there ain't too much shipping going on in four and five. So, <laughs> if you're looking for a ship, you might be disappointed. Just throwing that out there because that's the only thing you had any emotion about at all on any of these episodes. Um, I will say uh, with the Simon Alicia storyline, um, I shed no tears. I was not sad at all. I'm just being blatantly honest, mainly because I knew that this was always a possibility. I knew it was coming. I guess it doesn't make any any less sad. And I'm not saying it as someone who watched the show a whole bunch of times. I mean, even when the first time happened, I was like, oh, that's fucked up. Oh, that's when he goes back. I was more thinking way analytical 
<laughs> than I was emotional, but that's not really a surprise. Um, I don't know if I would call them Romeo and Juliet. Um, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet couldn't be together, so they took their own lives. So that I mean, I guess the star-crossed lovers maybe aspect of it. Um, but it's more like they. I mean, technically, if things would ever go different, they can get out of their time loop, but it won't. So they're stuck in it. I mean, it is a tragic love story in a sense. So I guess that that's the Romeo and and uh, Julia aspect of it. I um, I'm not even caring about the the running gag of the the probation workers. That's just the show. So, uh, I, I laughed. I thought these episodes were, were clearly in my score. Fantastic. Um, I guess you were saying that she was trying to play Simon's feelings again. That's the thing. And this kind of, I think I mentioned it even in the first to second season. How much can you blame someone for playing you if you are holding a secret that you know would affect them like how much can you be offended like oh my god you're playing me to get info about a crime i committed i don't think whatever sally did was wrong and i mean (laughs) he fell in love with her in two dates that that's it's his fault um so i'm not i don't i have never looked at sally like she was somehow ever incorrect so the person that she loved was taken from her tony and she knew these fucking kids had something to do with it and they were acting like they fucking had something to do with it so i mean her using the weakest link to figure out what happened to the person she loved if it was any other character we wouldn't be tripping about what their methods are uh so i i never had any feelings about and and simon did have feelings for sally she and that's what she was counting on like oh you killed me and Simon didn't kill her by accident. Yeah, he killed her by accident, but he also was killing her or stopping her from leaving a building because he was protecting his friends from having them being found out that they killed someone else. You get what I mean? It's like, no, no. Everything that led up was all just horrible for everybody involved. <laughs> um, so her thinking that, of course, I've come back to finish what I started to get to the bottom of what happened to Tony to continue this revenge that I was doing before I was interrupted until Tony came back I mean all the people that was resurrected were the people they themselves had something to do with their deaths and um I know you were saying the same thing about the girl who yeah she sliced sliced Alicia's neck but I don't blame her either She was trying to get people to be good, and then Nathan uh, was up there, and I mean, both her and Nathan died, except for Nathan had the the power of invincibility, but that was another accident that a whole bunch of people witnessed, and she just didn't know, and she really wanted revenge because, you know, they they were the ones that ruined her, (laughs) if not exactly Alicia. She was going for anyone. Alicia just happened to come out the door. So I, I don't know. A lot of the feelings that you had, I just didn't share. Uh, I don't also share your your dislike of Seth. I think definitely I mentioned in the episode he could have handled the situation way better. But um, it's I guess it, it depends on how much you can relate to another character. Uh, it's easier for me to just jump 
back and forth and not just err on the caution of my favorite people but and I'm not saying that's what you're doing either but it's what Seth did was the opposite he definitely had opportunity I don't think I would call it toxic in any type of of situation um you know he wanted to get back I mean I I don't know how long ago the girl died but he sold her the gear it's not his fault but you still feel guilt the same way that you were saying well Simon feels guilt exactly guilt does not always make you make the most rational conversations and while it definitely put him in a rough place it, it wasn't completely at the shit of Kelly I don't feel and I definitely felt like Kelly Kelly a doormat Kelly my Kelly ah, I can't accept that from my Kelly that she was a doormat she was listening to what he was saying but she until he killed that girl she was not taking him back because even when he kept giving her all them eyes even when she says I'll go get the shovels he was wanting to be forgiven but she didn't give forgive him at all until he said I love you and I'm gonna kill the thing that I shouldn't even have brought back to life in the first place I think if you're able to kill your girlfriend that's a pretty big I'm sorry your ex-girlfriend <laughs> and it's okay to be conflicted for Seth I wasn't expecting to trip and fall in love with this other girl and she asked you know was she a shag and he's like no but he didn't expect the things to go the way they did I mean what they've been going out for a week <laughs> that's not particularly long enough versus however long he was with this other girl he's been trying to uh bring her back to life he only hooked up with kelly after it was made clear he was never gonna find this power like he'd been searching for close to a year or six months whatever the case may be it was a long time and then her conversation with him being like you need to move on he was like okay well maybe i do need to move on i'm not gonna find this power and then he hooked up with kelly and then right as their relationship really was starting to hit i mean only had sex once maybe twice uh is when the guy showed up and like oh the power you've been looking for i got him in the boot of my car um so it, it becomes at that point everything that you've been trying to do versus what this thing that just started and i think you said he was getting physical with her I, <laughs> maybe you have and i get you're probably field turns things in a different light but my aggression thinking out with a girl and them sh- shouting up at your house and pounding on your damn door talking about she's a fucking zombie yeah um and you're asking her to go and she's like i'm not she's a fucking zombie you gotta listen to me and then she was pounding on the door afterward no you might need to be physically removed from the premises a little bit like a little bit hey get out of my building anyone will react that way i don't see that it was any manner of physical um violence or like he yanked her up or something i didn't know i'm not sure i i don't know maybe you just saw that scene in a different light i did not see those scenes in the same manner um i definitely felt as if he had to earn it back with her and he knew he fucked it up and yes i will say of course when he found out she was a zombie and blah 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 but he was trying to do the right thing i mean at that point he broke it off with her he came back he was going to stick with his choice and then she became a zombie that just happened to happen in the same <laughs> day and yeah you could correlate all that but i just don't yeah i think i've said enough 
Um, and that's all my feelings on the episode. I'll be interested to see what you feel about the new season. Um, and the same thing I told Mimi in the, in the comments. If you're not interested in the episode, you certainly don't have to send feedback. Um, and I don't think she even sent feedback for the next one. Because I think I might watch that today. Uh, but she... <laughs> <laughs> I never want anyone to hate watch is what I'm trying to say. So if you're feeling the same way, I'll tell the same tell you the same thing I tell her. Don't feel the need to bring self feedback if you're just not feeling it. And I'm not again saying that's what you felt about these two episodes, just for the new casting because it is a, it's a different dynamic. And I just feel the need before like the the what is it? Well, I don't know about all this. I'm like okay. But I did warn you, so now I feel like I did, did my due diligence. It does suck being having to re-record. I go through some some of these recording issues myself. Not often, though, but it does definitely suck. Why are the people outside my door so loud? But, uh, yeah, it looks like we just agreed to disagree on uh, our character takes. We fought a lot about Nathan, too. I'm sure we'll be fighting more about Rudy in the future. Uh, and some other characters, if you do stick. Which is, uh, you know, it's really not bad. I feel like people give the last two seasons a bad rap. Like, they're terrible. They're just different people. That's all. Maybe Mimi agrees with you, and I'm just alone on my island, because I do have a tendency to be there sometimes. So let's hear what she has to say about these episodes. <sighs> so I just watched Misfits Season 3, Episode 7 and 8. And I wanted to get this feedback in now so I can just go cry in the corner because that was the most saddest shit I ever seen. I was not expecting it to be like this. Oh, and then now I'm sure that in season four, which will be next week, there will be no more Alicia and Simon. And that shit breaks my heart. I am sad. I am very very sad I can't stress enough how sad I am because this shit is terrible at the end of the episode I was with Rudy like am I supposed to be happy or sad it's like why can't you change the future Simon this time loop can't be the right way I refuse to believe that you knew the future so you can go back save her to watch her die all over again didn't you know the future to save her like why didn't future simon tell the other simon or trick tell alicia when the bitches come back from the dead run y'all need to pack y'all shit and go like i i know that was episode eight but i am still reeling i can't even function right now like i'm very sad like for real I'm sad I don't even know what to say because I'm just really sad like this is terrible <sighs> so let's just go on in and start with seven um gosh I'm like so mad and sad that I like my mind went blank for a minute so in episode seven we Seth finally got the power to bring back his girlfriend from the dead and it's funny too because when they open her casket um right before curtis brought him back 
brought her back to life i saw her like decrepit body she looked like the crypt keeper and i started cackling i was like oh my god please let her stay like this so she could be a zombie because that would be hilarious that would be what his ass get like i i'm not saying that you know if superpowers suddenly happen i wouldn't be like pushing the limit but if let's say that a lightning storm did give people powers and i found someone that had the power to bring back someone from the dead my assumption is the shit's not going to go the way that i want it to i have never in my life seen anything you know read a book or seen in a movie or a television show where someone was brought back from the dead and it all was well it never goes well so for seth to think that they were just gonna skip off into the sunset he a damn fool I will say though like the way <laughs> when Curtis brought that cat back to life and that cat was eating the grandma's face and Curtis ran in the bathroom I was like why didn't you run towards that the way you came in what the fuck is wrong with you close that door and act like you didn't see nothing why would you run past grandma to go in the bathroom I would have backed myself right back up close the door and pretended like eventually the cat would die because it wouldn't have anything else to eat so problem solved but then when he called the posse and they rolled up with hammers like that was the dopest scene ever oh, i'm glad i got that dope scene because you know going into episode eight i would need that joy to feel because they was ready they were like curtis called there's some psycho cat outside the door he locked in the bathroom i mean rudy had a ice cream cone but he was still there so you know you got to give him credit but they they really went in there like some g's granted they are really quick to kill a human but can't kill a cat that's covered up by a blanket that was kind of funny um but i get it i mean i feel like after you kill you know four people it shouldn't be that hard to kill a cat um and then on the flip side how quick they were to the smash them zombie cheerleaders in the head that was funny and uh, i did like how they had to wait for them to turn like as soon as they get bit we know you and i uh know um christina that from the walking dead if they bit in the neck you can't save them like if they get bit in the arm or the leg you just chop it off and keep it moving but dude girl old girl was bit in the neck you gotta just kill her and they were like i can't kill her till she turns no we're not gonna do that we know she about to turn we're not about to wait y'all should have just and i i don't like this the bashing people over the head with a freaking baseball bat that would get exhausting y'all need to do better like bring bring some knives you know make a shiv or something um and then the story of why rudy does not like cheerleaders had me dying the way alicia and simon were like trying to be supportive but also trying like not to like laugh in his face was the cutest thing and oh, it was just like shiver fills were all over the place because they were trying really hard to be his friend and to to understand but they were also like this is hilarious and i i can't do this right now like this is too funny and the way they were looking at each other it was so cute i had no idea that this was gonna be one of the last times i get the ooh and ah and feel so much joy from looking at my ship 
<sighs> I'm sad. Um, I do think it's funny the way um, Kelly was like, oh, I'm going to have to kill her. Like she was like over it. She was like, I'm not jealous. Like she's a zombie. She could have just been petty. Like I feel like I would have been and just let him get ate up. But she did better because she decided that she wanted to save his life. So she went there knowing after he just dumped her to tell him your girlfriend going to try and eat you because she a zombie. I think that's all I have to say about that episode. I'm sorry. I I just can't right now. Like, I am only sending this right now because I know tomorrow I'm going to be really busy. Um, and I got to go to work. So I'm trying to get all these episodes in. And just as soon as I watch them, send feedback because I'm not writing notes. But I'm mad. I am not going to lie. Like, I thought maybe Simon was like this time I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna try and save her like you went back in time and yes you saved her from being killed by the stupid gamer guy who thought he was in Grand Theft Auto but you could have stopped her from dying in the future like what the like this stupid loop I cannot stand like it's it makes me angry, Simon. Like, I love you guys. You guys got to do better. Like, this can't be the end. Like, I, I'm not ready. Like, season four is going to suck. And I am sad. I'm sure we're going to meet new people. But I'm not going to have a ship like Simon and Alicia. And I am devastated. I can't even. I don't even want to talk about this episode. Because it would make me so mad. The stupid ass ghost who should not have been able to manifest herself like if you're a ghost or a spirit how are you grabbing stuff and then to make matters worse Curtis oh nasty ass did you not learn anything about getting yourself pregnant maybe you ought to be celibate for a minute your stanky self oh my god I'm so angry I'm mad she came back for revenge like you brainwash everybody you got to take some responsibility in the fact that you got yourself killed. They was trying to defend themselves and you fell off of a roof. Like, it's not like somebody stabbed you or hit you in the head with a fire extinguisher. Like, look, look at the, the first probation worker that they had. He owned up to his shit. Like, I mean, it wasn't their fault. I went crazy and I tried to kill them. And then the other girl thought she was there for revenge but she was just there to reunite with her boo thing like why are you coming back for revenge not because you mad because you found out there's no there's no god there's no afterlife you just floating in the space so now you want to be a, a vengeful spirit i am very angry at the way alicia died she would literally just finish like one of the sexiest scenes i've ever seen in the bathroom with her boo and she come out of the bathroom and you know boom like or she could say she you know what I, I got a perfect solution <laughs> like you could tell like Simon when he go back in time tell Alicia whenever you whenever we're together and we're walking out of a, a room together we're going to open the door and wait a minute. We're not just going to walk through. Okay. We're going to pause. Look both ways. Make sure the coast is clear. Like, why do you have to allow this loop? Like, I'm, I'm mad. I'm just very angry that I'm not going to get my ship anymore. Like, this is devastating. 
I was really starting to be in love with Simon and Alicia. And then when I found out he didn't cheat on her with the ghost lady, that he was like, no, I can't do this because I love Alicia so much. Like, y'all really had me in my feels just to kill my ship. Literally kill it. I will say it was pretty dope, though, how he got the ability to be immune to Alicia's powers from Seth. And Seth gave him 10 grand so he could buy it from him. <laughs> He's like, I don't have 10 grand. Well, I do. It's just a loan. Like, that was the cutest shit ever. But I can't be happy about how cute that was because I'm mad. I, I, I can't even, I, I feel like I can't keep talking about this because the only thing I'm going to do is sit here and complain that they suck with this time loop. Like, Barry Allen would, he, he would be slapping the shit out of Simon right now. It's like, you can't do this. When you go back in time, you save your boo thing. You, you have somebody else morph into her so she can live or you do some dirty shit and make sure she survived like Simon. What, what the hell? You go back in time to make her fall in love with you. That's great. But you didn't save her life in the end. She still died. You saved her the first time just so she can die months later. Like what the actual fuck? And then for like, I knew that when they were in the bathroom, the music like the scene was super sexy but the music was so morbid and I knew something bad was gonna happen and I was like please don't let this be where Alicia dies please don't let this be when Alicia died and then when the scene went to the the girl with the box cutter with Kelly Curtis and Rudy I'm like okay whoo we're good nope nope and then to watch Alicia bleed to death holding her neck and then Simon screaming for somebody to call 911 and saying Alicia like why would you do this to me like I I'm very angry and I'm like that's all I can say and I know I've been saying the same thing for like eight minutes but I can't stress enough how mad I am <sighs> let me woosah because I need to just end it here because you just gonna hear me continuously say I am angry <laughs> so who we gonna end it here i personally cannot wait to hear what shy has to say about this and i can't he wait to hear about your recap and i'm gonna need you to tell me what your initial reaction was to this episode when you first saw it because i need to know that i'm not alone in how angry and upset and furious i am about the entire situation so like i said until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out so it's official. I have no soul. Because <laughs> uh, Mimi definitely is on the same page with Shy, butthurt and angry. She was a lot more butthurt and she enjoyed much more of the episodes, but definitely. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm laughing in the same way I'm trying to be, they were trying to be supportive for Rudy. And I'm like, you're, everything you're saying is, yes, would fuck up my life. But I just didn't have that same reaction. <laughs> it's just that exact same scene. I don't know what, and, and don't get me wrong. I love the ship of Simon Alicia. It's one of my favorite ships uh, of all time. I don't know why it was for me that I was totally expecting it to happen. I didn't know, like the minute he mentioned it was revenge, I was like, yeah, Alicia's gonna die. And 
you're right if Barry Allen was doing this he would have found another way but they're kind of not Barry Allen I think the the biggest uh takeaway from this show these three seasons kind of is summing up with the Miggle situation right like we're 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 okay we're good we'll take care of shit but we're not really perfect (laughs) it's a little sloppy to the to the finish line Man, I just keep thinking of the sound of the sledgehammer being dragged across the floor. <laughs> I can't stop dying about it. But yes, the Simon and Alicia bombshell. Oh, yes, it's over. It's probably why you didn't like episode one. You was like, fuck this. I don't, these people are not Simon and Alicia. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... I, I, I can I can understand that right like oh so that's that's their life they get one maybe a year and a half of happiness and they play it on repeat and I think it's because kind of the way they showed it with Curtis's power like basically once you go back in time you fuck with one thing even if it is trying to save her from her second death because he saves her not once but twice so to me that's the universe saying this person was meant to die and the beauty is that before she did she was able to fall in love they had this love story and they were happy and they get to spend the rest of their lives being happy with each other and that's how their lives end it is tragically sad but it is uh their particularly particular love story ship story yes of course we want simon or and alicia or both of them to be happy in the future but it doesn't work that way for them because they both they both die uh because he goes back in the past and saves her and dies so he knows he can't go back to the past and be like hey so on this day you're gonna get slit in the throat don't come out of the bathroom while i'm having sex because then if he doesn't do that he doesn't go back in the past and save her at that moment where she would have been shot with a guy doing the video game so it's almost like a catch-22 doesn't matter what he does she will die some way somehow and he chooses to give up his life um, to save her the one time so that she would at least have that story for them to have in the future so I get the frustration part of it (laughs) and the question aspect of it and it is time travel uh, so you know how that shit works but I think going back to Curtis if you, if you put anything out of place you run the risk of things not happening the way they happen not having their growth something going left and maybe their relationship breaks up you don't know so you don't chance it if you're someone like Simon who's beginning middle and end kind of flourished with her and he is a superhero he's the only one really that lives to the essence of that and that kind of goes back to that episode of you have to be willing to die for her you have to be willing to accept your destiny despite you not wanting that destiny that's what that episode was all about uh i love and i think that's another big part is i had that episode in the back of my mind about why it gives a lot more to what that kid was doing it was like it was always meant to be because he always made it meant to be uh it was that interaction that and even if he had tried afterwards like that guy was gonna give he gave his life for what he believed in he believed in simon he believed in their future story and thus he gave his life to make sure simon it's it's fucking serendipitous deep ass shit yes and it is all tragic and yes i'm with rudy too should he be happy and sad both 
I think. Uh, and, and yes, a little mad as well. <laughs> uh, I was dying your whole, your whole feedback, though. You had me just hilarious. And I'm glad you liked the scene with Rudy and the cheerleading because that did crack me the hell up. It's probably one of my favorite scenes of him just going into his cheerleader story and Simon and Alicia really trying to be his friend. But just wants just looking at each other bursting out laughing so i will end it here uh next episode up should be in the next day or so that's my goal that's the goal uh if you want to send feedback on the next one blackallcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black or magic <laughs>